Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Jessica Dumas, your host of the Confidence and Communication Podcast. And if this is your first time here, then welcome. And if this is your 30 something time here, then thanks so much for coming back. And I just want to send a quick shout out to SNS Podcasting and all of the work that they do to support me in making this podcast happen and be a thing. So thank you to Alexa, who's the editor. I just wanted to send a little shout out to you and thank you so much for all of your work. So what I want to talk about today in this episode is I'm not happy at work. What do I do? So I want to share with you four tips on where to start when you find yourself unemployed. This is for someone who's already in the employment world and maybe you're just ready to make a change or maybe you are unemployed and you're looking for work, but you're realizing that like what's happening right now just isn't working Everything that I think I know about finding a job, all of this stuff just doesn't feel right. It feels stupid. Something's not working. And so I don't think I've ever shared this before, but there are two ways to work with me. I should actually talk about that more, shouldn't I? So there's two ways to work with me. I have one-on-one coaching right now, and then I have the Speaking Up program. The one-on-one coaching, of course, you get more time with me. We get one-on-one calls. You get constant support for four months. The Speaking Up program is one monthly call and access to a private Facebook group. So I get it that not everyone is prepared to invest in their coaching, but I get DMs often and people are wanting to know just questions that they think that I can answer based on what they've heard me talk about. And when I get questions about I'm not happy at work and I don't know what to do and how can you help me and they're not able to invest in coaching at that time, that's something that's super important to me. This is why I started coaching. I've gone through so many experiences and I want to be able to share that. And so that's where this episode comes from. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my job hopping experience and how I felt when I one day said, I'm not happy at work. What do I do? What the hell do I do? So I'll start with me being a job hopper. So I have a friend who labeled me that the job hopper. And he'd laugh at me because every couple of months he'd call me, let's go out for lunch. How's your job? And I tell him, oh, I quit that job. And he'd laugh at me. But what he didn't know and what I didn't tell him at the time is that when I was on my way to those jobs in the morning, that I would cry in my car because I was searching for my purpose. I didn't want to go to these jobs. I didn't want to do this work. It felt draining. It just, I knew it was something that was not meant for me. I could feel something else was calling me. I felt like I was being underutilized. I wasn't using the skills that I wanted to use. And a lot of the time I felt like I was envying other people and watching what they were doing. And I felt like everyone else was living this great life and I was just sitting there and I was stuck and I was feeling useless. And I hope that I say this a lot. I cried a lot because I want people to know it wasn't easy to get where I am. I cried a lot. I cried a lot. And I realize now how healing that was 
being able to release that energy, that pent up energy. So if anyone's out there and you're feeling like you need to cry, I have an episode about how to have a breakdown. So I really encourage you to have a listen to that one. So I knew that I had a dream and I had a fire and the only way to describe it is a fire in my belly. And I can't tell you honestly that I knew what it was because I didn't know what it was. It definitely was not a speaker coach selling services online and giving advice on a podcast called the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I didn't know that. All I knew was I was meant for more and that I was sick of waiting for it. I was sick of the thought that I had to wait for someone to come and tell me my dream because that's what I thought that it was. And because of that, I literally went out and I would ask people, what do you think I should do? What do you think that I should do with my life? I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what I'm good at. After I lost my brother to a police shooting, I was doing work that I thought at the time was my dream job. And sometimes we do that. We get into positions and we're like, wow, this is the best. The work that I'm doing is so rewarding. I love the people that I work with. And so after I lost my brother, I got into work that was called a community justice worker. And I really enjoyed that work because it was very much that. I mean, first of all, I did meet my family. I met friends that are my family today and we're, we're still good friends. And that was like one of the most amazing things that could have happened as a result of losing my brother. But I got into community justice work and eventually led a department in community justice. And it was the most amazing thing. And for a long time, I felt like this was my dream job. I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do. I'm using the skills that I'm meant to use. And I'm doing the work that I'm meant to do. And I thought it was great. But eventually that changed. I left that job because there were a lot of changes in the organization and I no longer felt that it was a safe place for me to be. It was no longer a safe, supportive place for me to grow and to continue to utilize those same skills that I thought that I was using. And so when I left this work, I was severely depressed. So it wasn't an easy decision. When I left this job, I was super depressed. Again, a lot of crying. But there were a couple of reasons why I was depressed. So the first one was the work environment was very toxic in itself. And I was in constant survival mode. And I didn't know this. As a young person without a voice, there were toxic employers and employees in the workplace. And not knowing that I had a choice to leave, first of all, I didn't even realize that was a choice. But I was a single parent. I had three sons. I needed the income and this was good, decent income for me. I needed that job. But I was constantly fighting to prove that I could do the work. I was a department manager and I was still trying to prove that I could do the work. Like how ridiculous is that? It became very stressful because I was trying to prove it to myself. I needed to prove it to myself so that I had reasons to convince my employers and proving it to those around me that even though they treated me like I didn't know what I was doing, that I did. I was young and they treated me like I was young. They made me second guess myself. They were casting their doubts on me, whether or not they were true and they were not true. They were bullshit. But I pushed and it was a very toxic workplace. So that was, I mean, definitely a thing that would make someone stressed and depressed. And so that I definitely was. While I was in that position, I pushed for proving my worth way longer than I should have. 
Um, but I didn't know at the time, right? This is some of the great lessons that we learn as we go forward. And I'm stronger because of it, because yesterday's obstacles are my strength today. A second reason why I was depressed was I really identified with the position and the title that I held. I held it high. I was so proud of the work that I did. I was so proud of all of the things that I accomplished while I was in that position. I was so proud of the team that I led and the team that I worked with. I had management that I reported to, but I also led a team. And it was one of the most exciting things that I could have done at the time. I was so proud of the network and the reputation that I had built. And I identified with it so proudly. And that was a huge lesson for me. So when I left, I left the toxicity of the environment, but I also left the identity that I had created around it. So I created this identity of who I thought I was in this position and this title that I held so high. And when I left that, I felt like I was no longer that person. I didn't have that pride. I didn't have that network or that reputation. And I didn't realize that those were things that I take with me because I so much identified with that position, title, and organization. And so ultimately, at the time, I felt broken. I felt like a piece of shit. I felt worthless professionally and personally, because when you leave a job, you have no job. And so I didn't know who I was. And so many of us in our world identify with what it is that we do, right? When you meet someone, what's one of the first questions that you ask? What do you do? And I'm definitely really been reevaluating how important that is because of all the reasons. But I also believe today that in every problem, there's already a solution. So when I was unemployed, I felt useless and I applied for over 100 jobs. It was probably like 115 jobs, probably more. But I know 100 for sure because I was on unemployment benefits. And in order to qualify for my benefits, I had to track for all the jobs that I applied for. And I hate, I absolutely hate our job application process, the way it's set up right now. I think that it needs to be changed severely. I think cover letters are stupid, resumes are stupid, application forms. All of it is so ridiculously stupid. But like, I I mean, I still get it. I know why we have to have some form in place. Anyway, I think it's something that can be redone. I'd really love to be a part of that one day. But I I started to realize that I really liked the part of where I got to explore my skills. So while I was applying for jobs and writing out my cover letters, my resume, and finding a better way to portray the skills that I used and developed and strengthened in a job, I realized how much I love that. And I realized that for myself, (laughs) it was really nerdy for me to get so into it. And I know that not everyone is that like extrovert HR type the way that I am. So that's why there are people like us to, to help support those that are not. But assessments, language that we use when we talk about our work, job descriptions, and really breaking it down to the skills used in jobs and the value of talking about what they were and how the skills are so interchangeable when we leave a workplace and how we have these skills that we can interchange to other jobs and just being able to communicate that was something that like I really caught on to. 
I was able to reflect on the fact that it wasn't about me being able to fill out a caseworker form and how that's the skill, but it's about me being able to identify emotional intelligence, recognize skills and challenges for others and recognizing when I needed to learn something new in order to accomplish a new thing. So hopefully that makes sense. So when I see people who are unemployed and looking, my initial thought, and I never say this, so don't kill me if this is a position that you're in. But my initial thought is, wow, the excitement of exploring a brand new opportunity. And I'll never say that because I know that being in that position does not feel exciting. It feels like crap. But looking back and being able to say, wow, like this is a time where you get to explore what it is that you're interested in, what it is that you loved throughout your career so far, what it is that you hated, what you know that you want to avoid. Like these are the times to make those decisions and to have those conversations. And most of us don't do that. And I just don't feel that it's my place to burst out with that. So let me know if you're someone who's looking for work and you think that me saying like, wow, this is a great opportunity right now to start exploring what you're excited about. Like, let me know what you think of that. Is that something that I should be talking about? Because I always feel like I want to hold that back. I don't want to. I know it's such a sensitive time. Anyway, so here are my four things. This is what I would recommend that you do so that when you find yourself looking for work, looking for a new journey in the work field, these are the things that I found worked for me. And these are the things that I help my clients who pay me a lot of money to do. So the first one is learn about your skills. Do assessments. There are some free assessments There's an assessment called the 16 personalities. It's a free personality test and you can go online. It gives you a profile and it will tell you like based on your personality, based on your responses to the questions, what type of what type of characteristics you have and also what type of jobs that you should be in. And sometimes it just takes that. It takes an external assessment to validate these ideas that we have, because even though we might have these ideas of what we think that we're good at or what we think we like is we sometimes want that external validation to just say, yeah, you're right. And it's okay. It's okay to like that. Because throughout our experience of just growing up through our systems, we don't often get the message that what we think and what we want is okay. We need that external validation based on how we're trained. So it's really important to do assessments. There's some that you can pay for. One that I use with my clients are the Strength Finders. It's one of my favorite ones because I have my top five strengths. Mine, as I will share with you, as I may have before, the first one is Maximizer. I like to just maximize anything. I like to take the highlight of everything and maximize it. I like to arrange and that's from like a big picture point of view. I like to make arrangements and not little details, for example. Um, Communication is one of my top skills, just being able to communicate in a way that people can understand. Significance is one of my skills. I like to be able to have my work recognized and know that the work that I'm doing is creating significance in my life and the life of others. And my fifth skill is futuristic, where I have an ability to be very futuristic when I'm talking about plans and goals and strategies, being able to look at short-term vision 
and really recognizing and helping others identify their long-term vision. So learning about your skills, doing these assessments, connecting with what the assessments say that you're really good at is like, it's fire. Like it's incredible. So what do you like to do? What's the magic in between? And so doing these assessments, thinking about all the things that you like, and then finding something in that field. So this will help you get a little bit of direction, help you have a little bit of validation as to why the heck are you going in this brand new stream. And as you go forward in this, one of the things that I want to share with you is you don't have to justify this to other people. And I think that's another challenge and that's not part of my notes, but sometimes when you want to make a change and you're not accustomed to putting a focus on yourself, change can be scary. You're scared of judgment. Like there's so much other things that come around, Um, but learn about your skills. That's number one. Number two, this one is really exciting. You don't need to have experience in your passion to explore your passion. You can just do it. You can just start. So if you're someone who really wants to work with children, for example, children in the medical field, then start to work with children in the medical field. So volunteer as a sports trainer for youth. I know a friend of mine who she works in a, a clinic. This this is not part of like her passion journey, but just a, an example. She every year volunteered as a sports trainer for youth. And she just showed up at their games all the time. And if there was any injury, then she took care of it. So those are things that are available. So you can also invest in like what kind of certifications can you invest in that are like kind of quick to get you in the field. So in that very same example, sports trainer for youth, you can get like CPR first aid kind of thing. And then that gets you in the field and you just volunteer and you get involved in that field. Because you don't need to have experience in that area of passion to explore your passion, but you do need to get in there. And this is more attractive on a resume, but also to the universe. So if you're someone who really wants to work with animals, as another example, apply to a shelter or the zoo or an animal hospital or a local farm. I don't know. It's not up to me to know that, but it's up to you to know. There's probably something that's calling you. If you have even taken any steps to start exploring this journey, you've done the skills assessment and started learning about your own assessments, then there's probably something that's coming to mind for you. And I want to just encourage you to follow that. You can start just because. You don't have to already have experience in that area. You can just start exploring it now. So one day I had this crazy dream of being a fucking life coach. (laughs) Like seriously, a fucking life coach. And I say that because like, how bizarre is this? Like this is really a unique thing that I do where I get to work with mostly women who they come to me and they're like, I think I'm going crazy. I have this idea that I want to make this type of lifestyle happen for myself. I want to make money doing this. I want to only work five hours a day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like I get to do this. This is crazy. So... (laughs) if you're listening to me and asking for advice from me like this is wild advice but this is like the leading edge this is what we're doing now coaching is different coaching is like out of the norm but we are the women who are busting these molds creating these new paths creating new lives for what our children will see and that's super exciting So I wanted to help others figure out what it was that they wanted to do. And in order to do that, I had to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do. And I'm not special. I had the hardest time in getting to where I am. And now my goal is to tell you the cheat sheet so you don't have to go out 
and screw up the way that I did because suffering is an option and I didn't know that, but I've gone through so much of my own education and training and my own investments in coaching and I've learned I've learned a lot. And so that's why I offer this cheat sheet as a coach because I'm crazy. So uh, number three, what I would encourage you to do. So number one was getting to know your assessments, learn your skills. Number two, you don't have to have experience in your passion to explore your passion. You can just start. And number three is just start today. Start now. So things seem impossible when you're trying to figure out the entire puzzle and analyzing can be paralyzing, especially when you're trying to figure out the entire picture. But I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to test yourself with smaller things. Test yourself and reflect based on all of the things that you've accomplished so far in your life. So you only have to know the next step when you are wanting to make something happen. You don't have to know the entire puzzle, which is what the analogy I've been using lately. So for example, if I don't apply for the proper jobs and I apply for my dream job, what if I don't get it? Then what? Right? That could be one of the fears that we have. Well, what's the other option? Because you can apply for 101 proper jobs, like proper in quotes, what we think is what we should do. But if you're not getting those either, then what does it matter? Like why not apply for 101 jobs in your dream field job? What if you get that? What if it works out? What if it happens sooner than you expect? What if it actually works? What if? And that's the side that I think that we need to really rely on a little bit more. So start today, start now, just start applying for areas that are in your dream field. Let me know if you've heard this before. So men will apply for jobs even if they only qualify for 30% of the jobs. So, you know, sending my, my love out to you men for that confidence. But I want to share that confidence with us women, right? Women will typically, and this is based on research, women will typically wait until they qualify for at least 90% of the job qualifications before they will submit an application. So I'm going to say to you right now, that's BS. If there's a dream job in your field that you think, wow, that would be incredible, then I'm telling you right now, apply for that damn job. Who cares if you don't get it? What if you do get it? What if you get a call? What if it just happens to be that you're the exact person that they're looking for to fill that job? You don't know those things. So apply for the job. Start right now. Start today. Number four is make the decision. Making the decision changes your state. So when you want something, you're in a state of wanting. For example, I want to eat. I'm hungry. I want to go and eat somewhere. That's a state of wanting. When you're in a state of, I want a job, like it's a state, your body, your energy is in that place of wanting. And you you can't get what you want from a state of in wanting. You need to actually change your state. So when you make the decision that I'm going to go for this thing, you're actually changing your state. So as those two examples that I shared, if you're wanting a job and you make the decision, okay, I'm going to, in my case, I'm going to be self-employed. I had to make the decision. That was me changing the state in order to go towards me being self-employed. I'm not still wanting to be self-employed. That was a state. I've made the decision and now I am making the decision to be self-employed. You really need to make the decision on what it is that you want to go through. Making the decision changes your state. So do you want to in my case, be self-employed, do you want to go for a job in this specific field? Do you want to work in this specific field? Then make the decision to do that because that's how you change the state from the wanting. 
And in all of the things that I offer in coaching, like the first thing is clarity. Like you need to know, you need to know what your skills are. You need to know the area that you want to work in. You need to know that this is possible. Your mind needs to know that you've made the decision and that's what's going to help move you forward. And then you just go because at the end of the day, All we can do is just go like we can sit and hesitate and feel paralyzed because we don't know. But that's the state of not making the decision. So we need to make the decision. And I know it's scary. Life is full of scary decisions. But do you know why I think that they're scary? Because we're scared that we'll fail. We're scared we'll be rejected. We're scared that our dreams are too big. I one time wrote down in my journal, what if my dream is a lie? That's how little faith that I had. That's how much I did not believe in myself. What if my dream was a lie? It's bullshit. That's the fear that comes over us so much. I have so many reasons why I know that I can create what I want in my life. I have so much experience, so much evidence that I can make these things happen in my life. I believe in what I believe in. And at the end of the day, time is going to pass anyway. And the passion that is either lit or the passion that's the the little ember, it'll always be there. And you'll feel empty if you don't fire it up. And you'll feel stuck and frustrated when you ignore it. So my advice to you, my sweet, beautiful friends, my listeners, my clients, find your skills, remember what you love, and start today and just go. I've been there. I get it. If this doesn't make any sense, if there's any gaps I missed, send me a DM. I want to be able to be here and support you. I love you. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, Please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01 because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.